0: Hi, I'm Pastor Chris with Pure Church in Fort Pierce, Florida. We're so excited for you to join us for our family series called My House, where pastors Nick and Misty discuss the foundations of a family in Christ. They discuss marriage, children, vision, and much more. Hope you all enjoy the series.
1: Father, we thank you for your word today. And Father, as we teach from your word, I thank you that your word is is like a fire. Your word is like a hammer. It, It breaks Everything that's hard around the heart, Lord. Lord, I ask that your word would go into our hearts today. That it would cut out the things that should not be there. And Lord, that it, it, it would make a deposit of faith on the inside of us. That when we stand on your word and we obey your word, that we will see uh, your word come to pass in our lives. We thank you for the increase that's about to hit every person's life because of your word in Jesus' mighty name. You, Can you Jesus. say amen? Amen. Say God's word works, God's
0: word works.
1: for anyone who will apply it.
0: For anyone who applies it.
1: We just want to say hi to everybody online. Thank you for joining us. If you're uh, just getting on, and obviously you're just getting on because you missed, uh, what's the time? You already missed an hour and 15 minutes of praise and worship and prayer. We're uh, here Sunday mornings at 11 a.m., and you're welcome to join us anytime. But enjoy the stream online. Amen. So, babe, how are things going? Great. You ready for today? I guess so. All right. Well, today we want to talk, last week we started talking about vision and provision, mm. but we really didn't get to the provision part. And it seems like today's service is all around the provision and the increase and in the blessing of God. Yes. And so, uh, Misty you and know, I want to talk a little bit about our family and our finances and how God has the ability to supernaturally provide for us. All right? Now, let me say this to you first. Every single person has to start somewhere. Yeah. And that somewhere is putting your trust in God. Mm. That's where you start. Okay? So if you're going to give your life to Jesus and believe He's going to save you from your sin and that heaven becomes your home, you have to put your trust in an unseen God that He's going to save you and that if He's going to save you from hell. He's going to put you into heaven and give you a relationship with God. I mean, that's a pretty big thing to believe God for. Your soul, right? Well, then, you got like Siobhan, she, she might know Jesus as her Savior. She might have received the infilling of the Holy Spirit and see the gifts of God awaken in her and the character and the nature of God, but she'd never seen God heal her before. So now she discovered on Wednesday evening that God's a healer, right? Well, if, God's your, if Jesus is your Savior and Jesus is your healer, Jesus is also your provider, right?
0: Yes.
1: But you've never seen Him provide before. So there's the, in the beginning, you hear the concept of God being able to provide for you, and it sounds strange. It doesn't make sense. It's weird. Why? Because you grew up in a world where people told you you have to work hard, which you do. You have to save every cent. And then you hear the horror stories of what has happened in churches and what men and women of God have, in, have failed in the area of finances, and then there's fear. But just because there's been some failures and mistakes, if you will take the word of God and not give to people, but give to the Lord. Look at somebody and say, we don't give, to man.
0: You don't give to man.
1: Even though we receive it here, you're giving to God. This is the place where God has called you to be. This is the house that He's called you to be. So this is the place where you bring your worship through your giving to God. And what you need to realize is that everybody comes out of the world system and they come into the kingdom of God. And in God's kingdom, there's a system and there's a way of doing things with your finances. And these are things that you have to learn. But there's like this fear, right? And does it work? They just want my money. Those are the thoughts that go through your head. And you've got to press through those thoughts. You've got to press through the things, that the horror story that your grandmother told you and your father told you. Because you don't generally hear the stories of breakthrough. You don't generally hear the stories like what Faith and Manny shared this morning. And so we want to encourage you to start putting your trust in God concerning the area of finances. And we want to talk a little bit about that today. Open your heart today to hear what we have to say. Put all the rest aside listen to what the Word of God has to say, and then make a decision. I'm going to try this. I'm going to put this to the test. I'm going to, I'm going to find out if this stuff is really true. And I'm here to tell you that it's true and that it's real. Can you say amen? amen. Who knows what I'm talking about is real and true?
0: Yes, amen.
1: So a couple of scriptures uh, that I want us to read. And let me say this too. You know, when you're giving, you're not giving a donation. Look at somebody and say we're not donating. We're sowing into the kingdom of God. Mm. There's a difference between giving a donation to charity and sowing into God's kingdom according to God's word. Mm. It's a massive difference between the two. Cuz when you give your donation, it's like, oh, I'll never see that again. That's the mindset. And many people come into the church with that mindset that if I'm going to give, that's the last time I'll ever see this. But if you mix faith with it, and you find out what God says about when you give, what will happen? You'll see your resources multiply in ways that you cannot figure out. The money that you currently have will go further. God will provide in ways that you've never seen Him provide before. You'll get discounts. At the end of the month, you'll have more in your bank, and you'll wonder how on earth did that happen? And somehow, I seem to have got all the things that I needed. Because when you start to trust God, God shows you that He can provide. Amen. 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 So go to the book of Malachi. I want to start there. Some would say Malachi or Malachi. And Go to to, uh, chapter 2, and I want to read verse 13. It says, here is another thing you do. You cover the Lord's altars with tears, weeping and groaning because He pays no attentions to your offerings and doesn't accept them as worship. And you cry out, why doesn't the Lord accept my worship? The reason I want to read that scripture to you right there is because it lines up with what I said earlier. That your offerings and your giving to God is part of your worship. Say that. Say, my money,
0: money, what I
1: give into the kingdom
0: kingdom is
1: part of my worship. worship. It's not just singing songs. It's your acts of giving Mm. that are part of your worship, right? And so, go over to chapter 3, and let's start reading it at uh, verse 6. He says, I am the Lord, and I do not change. That is why you descendants of Jacob are not already destroyed, Ever since the days of your ancestors, you have scorned my decrees and failed to obey them. Now return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of heaven's armies. But you ask, how can we return when we have never gone away? Should people cheat God? Yet you have cheated me. But you ask, what do you mean? When did we ever cheat you? You have cheated me of the tithes and the offerings that are due to me. You are under a curse, for your whole nation has been cheating me. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. Say that. He will open
0: open the windows windows of heaven heaven for
1: for me. He says, I will pour out a blessing so great that there's not enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Your crops will be abundant, for I will guard them from insects and disease. Your grapes will not fall from the vine before they are ripe, says the Lord of heaven's armies. And all the nations will call you blessed, for your land will be such a delight, says the Lord of heaven's armies. And so, here in the book of Malachi, we we hear this thing called the tithe. Everybody say the tithe.
0: The tithe.
1: And, you know, it's a weird word. But it simply means one tenth, say 10%. Ten percent. And now, I wasn't very good at math in school, but I figured out what 10% of $1 is. Can anybody give me 10% of $1? Yes. What is 10% of $10? One dollar. What is 10% of $100? Ten dollars. What is 10% of $1,000? What is 10% of
0: $10,000?
1: You guys know what you're talking about. <laughs> what is 10% of a million? You guys are smart. (laughs) So, if you earn $100,000 a year, when you look at your giving statement, you should have given God $10,000. God is saying, if you will give me the first tenth of what you produce, I will bless you. Your 90% will go further than your 100%. He says... The things that you set your hand to are going to prosper. He says you're going to see that you're going to be bountiful. He's going to rebuke the devourer for your sake. God is going to cover you. God is going to protect you. And He's going to do things for you that you can never imagine financially. And that is the foundation of your worship. is where you trust God with the first 10%. Not pay all your bills and come to the end of the month. And then whatever is left over, you say, well... I'll give you some of this, God. God doesn't want the leftovers. God wants you to honor Him with the first. And so this, everybody has to make the decision that they're going to start tithing as a family, as a husband and a wife, as a household. This is the foundation to begin to see supernatural provision in your life. To see what God is able to add to your life Above what you can do by the sweat of your brow. Because one day of God's favor is better than a thousand days of your labor. For many and faith to share testimony of how God has stretched them in a short period of time. Going from hundreds into thousands in their giving. And then seeing multiplied increase hit them to the point where she now does not have to work for the next four months. She can stay home. And be with her child and not have to worry about anything financially. She's 22. Yes. It's powerful. And family, the thing is that you have to start trusting God in the area of your resources. Mm -hmm. And this is the beginning. Mm. This is where you start. And that's the first step every single person has to make. And you have to press through all the other things that are out there telling you not to do it. You have to press through the fear. You have to press through the negative comments. you got to press through all the stuff that is making you fearful of trusting God in this area. And he says, try it. Put me to the test and you will see it. But this is not supposed to be something that you try. This is supposed to be something that you live.
0: Yes, amen.
1: And it might seem strange when you do it for the first time, but you see the results. And once you see the results and you get the revelation that it works, you'll never not be a tither. Mm.
0: And I want to I wanna highlight something Nick said. He said, everything your hand sets to will prosper. And that is a promise from the Lord. And I want to encourage you guys that a lot of times when you're giving, you're like, oh, well, I didn't see any return. But the return is in you. God gives you the wisdom to produce wealth. And he gives you strategies and ideas and different things that he will give you to produce more and more wealth. And that wisdom comes from him. It comes straight from heaven. And when you tap into that, you just, God starts using you to produce wealth. Now, the more, the more you give, it's like the more that comes into you and you're like, oh, man, I'm a kingdom funder. I fund the kingdom. I fund the end time harvest. I fund what's going to happen in the earth today. I want to be a kingdom funder. More than preaching, more than having a church, more than being a pastor, I want to fund the kingdom of God. I want to see an end-time harvest come to this nation, and I want to put my money in areas that is that are have fruit that's coming out of them that is producing fruit for the kingdom. Amen? Amen. And the reason I say that is because a lot of times, by the work of our brow, the sweat that we work, we're like, man, well, I did it. I did it, but you forget that God gave you the wisdom to do what you're doing, and I want I to read, strength. and the strength to do it. Don't become lazy. You know, a lot of times we're giving, but then we become complacent and lazy, and it just becomes like this thing, and even in our work, we become lazy, and we become, we become unthankful, and we, we stop seeking the Lord in such a way that he's given us that wisdom to produce wealth in our lives yeah. so that we can continue to see it grow. Amen?
1: Yeah, because and, here's the thing. If your wealth doesn't have purpose other than to just satisfy your need, why would you want to see increase in your resources? You've got to have a reason why you want wealth. Yes. It's got to be bigger than just a car, a house, food, oh, clothing. Good words. You've got to have purpose behind your giving. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we're leaving this planet and we're leaving everything behind. Everything. We came with nothing. We're leaving with nothing. But what we did for the kingdom of God here on earth, that's gonna give us eternal rewards. Yes. And amen. not just eternal rewards. God says, Whatever you sow into my kingdom here, it's not it's gonna return to you. You're not gonna get to heaven and say to God, I gave and you know what? You shortchanged me. <laughs> it will not happen.
0: No. And this is good. Proverbs ten four, it says the slack hand causes poverty, but the hand the hand of the diligent makes it rich and i want to say more than anything i've heard testimonies where god's dropped money i've had testimonies where god's dropped me money but i that's minute compared to the wisdom that he gives you to produce wealth
1: truth baby
0: and that's always been my prayer is that the lord will give me every time i give i'm like thank you god for the wisdom to produce wealth thank you jesus that you've given me the that they that you give me that wisdom, and I call it in, and I, I walk by faith for that wisdom, and I'm telling you, he has supernaturally given me strategies that I know that I could not think of myself to do, amen, amen. so I want to just let you know that, you know, expect God to give you the wisdom, amen. but when that wisdom comes, don't get lazy, amen. because it's in those moments where you're like, man, this is hard, and you're like, is it worth it? Yes, it is worth it.
1: So the Bible says in the book of Acts chapter, chapter 20 verse 35 that it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. Mm. And why is that? Because I would rather be in the position where I can be a blessing as opposed to being in the position where I need a blessing. Mm. I would rather be in the position where I have more than enough for our needs and then able to bless other people than just to be underneath it and always looking for God to help me out. Are you with me? And I want to encourage you. Come to the place where you see that it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. Don't be going around looking what you can get from someone. Go around looking how you can be a blessing to someone. Because that is that is the covenant. The covenant is that yes. you are blessed to be a blessing. Yes. You are the head, yes. you're not the tail. Yes. And if you will switch your mindset, instead of looking for people to bless you, sow where you want to go. That means that if you want to, to have a certain thing in your life, you need to go sow into it. Yes. I, I had a young guy who was part of our ministry here, who left and moved to Tampa, you know, he he. One day wanted to you know get get married, get engaged, and there were people around him in the Bible school and that that were getting married, and so he started sewing into them, getting wedding rings and sewing into them, getting uh, their wedding stuff. And just he just shared a testimony. He proposed to his, his girlfriend over the weekend, and he told me, called me before he proposed, and he said to me, I just want to let you know that I saw the need around. I saw other people that were getting married, and I sewed into their marriage, into their wedding rings and stuff. And my grandmother called me up, and she said, I have five wedding rings. I guess you can have one of them. <laughs> and then he, said, then he said, somebody randomly came up to him after church and said, give me a call tomorrow. And he called the guy the following day, and the guy said to him, I want to I give towards, towards you, and are you guys planning on getting married and he, and he said, yes, I am. He said, is it okay if I give you $1,000? Yeah. I would have said, no, I need five. <laughs> and so what I want you to know and understand is that you can start sowing seed to receive a future harvest. So you need a brand new car. When somebody buys a car, you help them in purchasing that vehicle. Oh, you just got a brand new car? You know, what? I want a brand new car. I've got a little bit of money that I can sow into that purchase. Somebody buys brand new clothes. You know what? I'm going to sew into them buying clothes for their kids and for whatever. Mm-hmm. And guess what? The day comes when you have kids and you need clothes where God's provision comes to you. Yes. The day comes when you need a car and then God is sending people to sew into you. Yeah. Amen? So be, have the mindset that I am blessed and yes. I'm going to be a blessing. Yes. And you start where you are and you'll see that in your time of need, you're going to see the increase come.
0: Mm. That's good. And, you know, sometimes we think like we're owed, you know, and that's not the mindset the Lord wants us to have. Oh, well, my job owes me. No job owes you anything. Back in the day, I don't know if I can even say back in the day, (laughs) but, you know, I feel like it's back in the day now because when I was growing up, you, your mindset was like um, you work hard and you get paid. And it doesn't matter. You accepted a job for wages, and that's what you're paid, and that's what you don't complain about it. It's true. It's true. Because the job owes me nothing. Right. They owe me nothing because I agreed to work for the wages they're giving me. Yeah. And I want you guys to even see it on this way because a lot of times we don't give more to our where we're at because we think they owe us more. They don't deserve who we are. Uh, they don't deserve me. Mm. But I'm telling you that when, you're my, when you shake that off and you start saying, you know what, I come to work and I'm going to be the best employee I can be. I'm going to give 110% and you stand in that place and you're not like, oh, well, you know, they're not going to pay me 10 minutes past the clock, so I'm not staying 10 minutes past the clock. You clock out and say, hey, I'm still here. You want, what else can I help with? I see that there's a need here. Do you need me to stay and help you whether you get paid or not? Guess what? They will eventually pay you. You will get promotion. Yeah. You will get the job that somebody else wanted. Yeah. You'll become the employee that's so valuable. There, there's a difference when you're just an employee, but then you're, you're, you're valuable to the company. You know what I mean? You're, you've become valuable. You can be trusted. You can be trusted. You, they know that whatever job they give, give you, it's not going to sit on your desk. It's not going to sit around. You're going to make sure it gets done when it needs to get done. And I'm telling you, when you change that mindset and you start working in that manner, your bosses just want to pour out to you. They don't want to lose you. They, they want to keep you, right? And so that's the difference is that never expect that anybody owes you anything. When I give to someone or if I give to the church, there's no strings attached. There's no holding it over their heads. And, you know, I'm going to actually share a testimony because there's been a few times where the Lord has spoken to me to give some big things. And one of them was a vehicle. And, you know, I was kind of like, man, I think we're going to give this vehicle. And I didn't say anything to Nick. And, you know, uh, Nick's in the shower that morning. He's like, hey, babe, I think I'm going to give my vehicle to so-and-so. And And I was like, oh my gosh, the Lord already told me you were going to do that. (laughs) That that his father made him a promise, but he didn't fulfill it and that you were going to give your vehicle. That the Lord himself was going to fulfill the promise that his father made because it was a void. Like, man, Dads make promises, and then when they don't come through with it, you feel like they're not there for you, you know? And um, so I was like, all right, well, we gave the gift. And only a few weeks later, or maybe a month later, this person decides they don't like us anymore. They're driving our vehicle. We're down to one vehicle. The gift was a vehicle. So now this was a sacrificial gift because it wasn't like, hey, we're going to give an extra vehicle we have sitting around. No, we're going to give a vehicle that the Lord told us to give, and um, we're going to go down to one vehicle. There's right? a price to pay. There was a price to pay for this, this gift, right? So, anyways, we give the gift.
1: You give the gift in joy yes. in the beginning. Yes. But then it turned sour. Yeah. Carry
0: on. yeah, it did turn sour for me. I'm like, how could this person say these mean, awful things about me and accuse me of being this way? I, we just gave them a vehicle. You know, you want to curse in that moment, right? I you want to
1: take the vehicle back. Okay. You want to go with a spare key and go hunt them down.
0: Yes. I was, like, offended because I was like, how dare they say that about me when I just gave a sacrificial gift to them? Like, you know, and I, I stood in that point, and I was like, they owe me respect. <laughs> you know what I mean? And. And so, you know... um,
1: You have to come to the place where there's no strings attached to your giving.
0: Yeah, this isn't the first time that this had happened, right? So, you know, you give these sacrificial gifts, and then the person all of a sudden turns against you. But you have to realize that you're not obedient to what they're doing. You're not doing it because you want them to like you. You're not doing it for any other reason except for the Lord spoke to you to do this, right? So, any who's. We gave this gift, and it was, this is what happened, and I did. I text this person. I said, I think you should give me the vehicle back. So, yeah, I did. I think that's why they never wanted, I think, I think this is why they never decided they wanted to ever speak to me again. And so, they're like, but you gave this because God said, and I said, yes, I did give this, but I'd rather ask for my gift back than to stand here and remember the Um, heartache of you stabbing me in the back because every time I have to get in the car with one car, I remember that you betrayed me.
1: I'm feeling the pain. I'm
0: feeling the pain. It's not even about me having the car back. It's about, I'm, I don't want to feel that I've been betrayed every time I have to get and share one car. So my husband's like, you need to fix your heart. So, and my sister, I have good people around me. I'm telling you, good people give you good truth. Alright? right. And they say to you, you've got to stop giving and expecting something in return. And, you know, I'm like, well, I wasn't expecting anything in return, but I was expecting respect. I was expecting. So I wasn't not even realizing I was expecting something in return. I felt owed. And I had to go to the cross and I had to go to the altar and I had to get rid of that thing. But it was a
1: struggle for a while.
0: Oh, man, it was a struggle for a minute.
1: Yeah.
0: And you know what? I didn't get my new car until that struggle was over right? And, um, you know, the Lord, it was one year. It was a one-year sacrifice that we were down to one car. We shared a car. And in that, the Lord broke some things out of me because you're obedient to the word. You're not obedient to anything else. And at the end of the day, you have to change that attitude if someone owes you something. No strings attached. Strings cannot be attached to your giving uh, when you put it in the, in the offering. Strings can't be attached to your giving When, oh, well, I got them a birthday gift and I expect them to give me a birthday gift back. Strings can't be attached. I invited
1: you to my wedding. You need to invite me to to your your wedding. wedding.
0: Yeah, no strings attached. Because when you have strings attached, it doesn't hurt anyone but you. That's what happens. It affects you. Amen? When you give to your work, you don't give expecting anything in return. You don't expect, you don't go over and above expecting them to owe you anything. And when you have that attitude, all it's like th- it just comes to you. All things are provided. Yeah. Amen.
1: You know, here's what I know, OK? Over the years, I've seen how God tells you to do something, shows you to do something, because He needs to expose something that's in mm. your heart that you cannot see. And you think you're fine. You think everything's good. And then you come to a place where you see something or something happens and it triggers you. And then all of a sudden on the inside of you, you have stuff that rises up and you're like, where did this come from? And you've got to recognize that God puts you in situations sometimes to get your heart fixed, Mm, to get your heart cleaned. Because he knows what's in you and you cannot see it. But it's in those moments where he speaks and you step out and obey him that He actually delivers you from cracks in your foundation.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. And that's
1: solid now.
0: Yeah. Right? Yep.
1: So Psalm 35, 27 says, Let them shout for joy and be glad, who favor my righteous cause. Let them say continually, Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. And my tongue shall speak of your righteousness and of your praise all day long. Mm. Family, what we have to be careful with is that, number one, God wants you to be prosperous. Say that. God God wants me me to to be prosperous. It's part of the covenant. Why does he want you prosperous? So that you have more than enough for your needs, so you're not a beggar. And so that you can be a blessing to other people. Mm. God does not have the banks of America funding the gospel to win souls, by the way. The people that fund the work of God are God's people. And so everything that's going to come into the kingdom is going to come through the people of God. And if you will set yourself up with the mindset that I'm going to fund the gospel, I'm going to be the one that's going to sow into the work of God here on earth, You become someone that God will provide seed to because you've chosen to be a sower. And God will test you in your faithfulness, in the little things. And as you prove faithful in giving the little, being faithful with unrighteous mammon, God can entrust you true riches. God Mm. can entrust you the anointing, the gifts, and you will see increase come to your life. Why? Because God knows that you'll worship Him with your stuff, Mm. that you'll honor Him with your resources. And you will see increase come to your life. But once you have that mindset, God wants me to be prosperous, you cannot be saying things against what God has for you. Mm, You cannot be cursing your finances. You cannot be saying things to your children when they ask you, Hey, mom, can I have this? And then out of your mouth, just because you don't have the money in your bank account, doesn't mean you're broke, doesn't mean you're poor. You might not have the money for it now, but I'm coming back to get you for my son and my daughter. Yes, amen. I might not be able to afford that car now, but you know what? With my heart and with my mouth, I can believe and create things that don't exist in my life. Mm. And if you have your number one purpose to fund the kingdom and to serve God and to put your resources into the kingdom, God will give you the desires of your heart. Mm. Amen. Right? And Misty and I, what's amazing to us is that God has given us dreams and shown us things before they happen. Misty had a dream that she had a red Escalade or something. Was it an SUV? It was Elseby. Elseby had a yeah, dream. I'm
0: like, I don't remember this dream.
1: No, Elseby had the dream. So you've got people in your life, <laughs> prophetic people in your oh, life. Right, all
0: right, I'll take an Escalade. <laughs> I'll take one so, of
1: those. <laughs> you know... It, there's things that you have in your heart, and then you have somebody on the outside that God gives them a dream that you're driving the vehicle that you desire. Mm. And then they give you the word. So it's not to fulfill your lusts. It, God knows the desire of your heart, and He wants to, he wants to give you the things because He loves you. Mm. Right? Before we had children, Misty had a dream that she was having a child. And then we had another dream when Ryzen was coming along. Five months before Ryzen was born, Misty had a dream that she was having another baby. God has shown us things about the school and the church and all these different things that we've done. God has shown us the things that are to come for our lives and we've run after those things. And that's the wisdom that God gives you to produce wealth. And we're in in a place today, we haven't always been here, but we're in a place today where the business side that we've worked 13, 14 years to develop and produce can fully fund our ministry. If nobody ever gave again, we would still continue to do what we're doing. And that's a powerful place to be. Why? Because now we can be a blessing like we've always wanted to be. Yes. When we started, Misty and I said, we want to make sure that we're funders, that we're not beggars. We want to be the head. We do not want to be the tail. And I'm telling you, if you will just put God first and press for that, you can reach it in your life. Amen. Amen. God will take you there.
0: And you know what? To line it up with last week, where he gives you a vision for your life, he provides. Where he leads, he provides. You know, sometimes we settle in for our own desires, and we go in a different direction than the way the Lord wanted us to go. And then you start seeing your finances start to lock up. You start to see things dry up. Because it's not about what you can get, it's about the vision he has for you. you. Just even with when when I had the vision that I was gonna have Blade for my first child, I was like, we weren't in a good position. I was still living at home with with my mom and dad. You know, we were bar- We barely had the finances, but we were knew we were in what God had called us to be, and we were gonna stay in what God had called us to be. Do you know that people gave me clothes for Blade? I didn't have to buy clothes for him until he was like eight years old. And it was like brand new top of the line clothes because I When God we had the baby like. shower,
1: the baby shower, I promise to God, not lying. The stage from here to there, this high, full of gifts.
0: Amen. So He provides it. He does it. Even today, it's not by it's not by my wisdom. It's by His wisdom. It's not by my might. It's His might. He gets the glory. Everything that's happened is is it all honor and glory goes to the Lord. Yeah. Because it's not by my might, it's not by the sweat of my brow, it's the wisdom that God has downloaded, that he's impressed on us, and that we just step out in faith. People are like, well, how did you build your thing? What's the steps?
1: Yeah. Did you go to college? Did you get a degree? What is the business plan?
0: Yeah. There's one key to it. Hear the voice of God and obey. And if you can learn to hear the voice of God for your life and obey it, I'm telling you, You will be led by the Spirit, and everywhere He leads, He provides.
1: Amen? In the book of Isaiah, chapter 1, it says uh, in verse 15, If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Mm. But if you refuse and rebel, you will be devoured by the sword for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Yes, You see, it's not just being obedient to the word. It's being willing. I want to do what God's word mm. says, right? And if you will, if you will open your Bible and you'll find scriptures, what God says to do, giving to the poor, caring for the widows, doing these different things, and you do it with all your heart willingly, you're going to see that you're going to be blessed and you're going to have the goodness of God in your life. Mm. But I want to encourage you, don't use your mouth to curse yes. your blessings. Oh, that's good. There's power in your tongue. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. And rather speak, rather say what you're believing God for, right? Then put this negative thing where it can never happen for you, right? Just because you cannot afford it now doesn't mean that you cannot have it.
0: Yes. Amen.
1: Amen. And we need to train our kids up that way, too.
0: Yes, don't say, oh, we're broke. We can't do that. We're not going to do that. No, say, not at this time, but let's write it down. Let's dream together. Where do you want to go? You want to go to Disney World? Let's get pictures of Disney World. Let's put it on our refrigerator. Let's start making goals. Let's start taking change around the house and dropping it in there. Yeah. Before you know it, you're on a trip to Disney. Amen? Amen. I prefer Busch Gardens and SeaWorld now. Just want to put that out there. I'm not happy for what Disney stands for. I'm putting that out there. Yep, I was super mad that Disney decided to kick a Down Syndrome girl out of the park for not wearing a mask. That pissed me off in so many ways that, you know, I'm not going to Disney any longer. And Busch Gardens and SeaWorld, you do not have to wear your mask. So anyways, if you want to go to Disney, you can do that. But... Yeah. Exactly, because you know what? I should have freedom of choice. You know what I mean? If you want to wear a mask, so be it. I don't judge you for that. If I don't want to wear one, I don't want to wear one.
1: So And the downstream go, huh?
0: Yeah, that made me so mad. I I mean, Disney has It's like, you know
1: what makes me mad? Disney
0: hasn't been standing for the for the righteous things for a long time. You watch Disney nowadays and they have to have some kind of like Somebody always has to die, and I don't know about die, but there's always somebody that's gay in there. I'm sorry. Exactly. There's a lot of that in there, and, and I'm like, you know, I don't want those agendas pushed on my children. I don't want it to be before their eyes, because whatever they see, whatever goes into their ears goes into their heart. Then it starts coming out of a mouth. Well, what am I, a girl or a boy? What was I designed to be? Exactly. And you know what? God made every perfect everyone perfect in how he made them he designed them to be a man he designed them to be a woman he already knew while he was forming them in their mother's womb what they were going to be and how they were going to be Amen. and Amen. that's what i stand for Amen. so yeah. sorry disney but that's where i stand i <laughs> like disney plus is going bye bye
1: The shield made it. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, the world is the world. Yes. And you have to decide. You're gonna you have to decide with your family how you're gonna raise your family. And as for me and my house, we're gonna serve serve the Lord. Lord. Right? The world is crazy. The world is gonna continue to do crazy things. But what you have to make sure that you're doing is that you're preparing your children to live in a crazy world. Yes. And just you can't just protect them from everything. You have to teach them how to live yes. and stand up against the resistance. Amen. Right? Because there is an antichrist spirit that wants to deceive and devour you. Yes. It wants you to give up on the things of God. The enemy doesn't want you to give. You know, when you, when you think about it, if you read the book of Exodus and you read about Pharaoh, Pharaoh was willing to let the people go, but he said, you know what? You've got to leave your livestock and your cattle and your possessions behind because the devil doesn't want you to serve God with your wealth because he's the God of this world and he doesn't want the wealth going into the kingdom to reach the lost. Yes. That's why when we bring our wealth to the kingdom, it's, it's worship to God Mm. because it gets the work of God done. Yeah. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Yes.
0: I want to leave this one thing, too, because when you start chasing the things of the world, too, you waste your resources. You know, when bad habits have you bound, it wastes your resources. Don't allow the things that can attach itself to you waste your resources. Because a lot of the times, there's wasted resources for things that are bad habits in our lives. You know? And when you, if you're facing that, and you're like, man, well, I want to get rid of this habit, but I just can't. And you've got to bring that to the altar. That's where the, the Holy Spirit comes in, and he supernaturally breaks you free. Yes. But you've got to want it. You've got to want that to happen so that he can break you free, and that your resources aren't sucked up by things that are not bringing you life.
1: You know... I grew, up, I grew up in a household where my dad was always gambling. He was always at the racetrack and he was always at the casinos. And in my household, the biggest fight that my mom and dad had was always about money. My mom would save money, my dad would gamble it away. And they had massive fights. Growing up in that household, I hated money because of the division that I saw between my mom and dad about money. And you know what? I actually made a vow that I never wanted to be rich that I never wanted to have anything to do with money. And that's exactly where the enemy wants you. He doesn't want you to have resources. He wants you broke and he wants you poor so that you cannot fulfill what God has for your life. And so you've got to make a decision that I'm stepping out of the lottery system where it's my luck to win something. And you need to hook up with the kingdom of God and God's principles and start sowing into these principles. And you're going to see a return from that. It's not by luck. It's not by chance. It's on purpose by faith. And over time, you will see that God will increase you in your life. Amen. I see so many broke people struggling at these gas stations, scratching off their money away. And it's addiction. And it's a terrible thing, gambling. Amen. You don't have to gamble. You don't have to beg. Mm-mm. If you put God's principles in place, you can be blessed and prosperous.
0: Yes, amen. Amen?
1: amen. Come on, let's stand. Did you get something out of today? Yes. This isn't magic, by the way. It's not yabba dabba do magic. <laughs> Abracadabra. <laughs> this, these are kingdom principles that you live by that produce life, and they produce the abundance that God has for you. Right? I want you to just lift your hands up to heaven. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your people. And I declare that they are prosperous. Mm. Father, that they have more than enough in every area of their lives. And Heavenly Father, as Misty and I have been speaking today and sharing truths from your word today, as we've shared testimonies today and our stories and our experiences, I thank you that you have been speaking to your people about things that you have for their lives, where you want to take them, Father, they're setting goals for what they want to give. I thank you that faith is rising in their hearts for them to become extreme givers, to be used as kingdom funders, God. And Father, I thank you that this house, this place will be blessed and we will not be ashamed of the blessing of the Lord. I thank you, God, that every household has enough food, they have enough clothing, they have vehicles to drive, they have jobs, they are thankful and hard workers, Lord God. We declare that your people are blessed of the Lord. I thank you, Father, that your word is true. And I come against every poverty mindset that would try to keep them bound. And today the power is broken by the word that has been spoken and through the anointing in Jesus' mighty name. And I thank you, Father, that you are graduating us into a new place of glory and provision in Jesus' mighty name. I ask that you would release the wisdom For your people to produce wealth, God, and have more than enough.
0: Yes, for the windows of heaven to be open above them, Father, that they have so much that they cannot contain it. In Jesus' mighty name, I thank you, Lord, that we step into that place where we are so blessed, Father, that we just have to give stuff away because there's just so much, so much, Lord, that you're just doing, Father. And I just thank you, Lord Jesus, that we will stand to be givers in Jesus' mighty name.
1: Say this, say I am the blessing.
0: I am the blessing.
1: I am blessed.
0: I am blessed.
1: Well, hug somebody. We love you. If anybody needs prayer, we're here to pray with you. I do want to encourage you for next week's Sunday. Come ready to receive from heaven. Can you say amen? I'm just so glad to be a part of the family. No matter what you go Got
0: you and you got me too